Welcome to the Redbirds Rundown Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. This will be a weekend edition of the podcast as we're just starting a nine-game homestand here at AutoZone Park. The Redbirds have continued to play good baseball through the last week or so, although they have cooled down a little bit since their scorching hot start, but still continue to be one of the best teams in the PCL. Of all the Redbirds who have played well to start the 2018 season, this next guest has probably had the best single-game performance to date. Earlier this week, Austin Gomber had an 8-inning, 16-strikeout performance that was on Monday in Iowa for a game score of 92, tying the strikeout record for Memphis Redbirds' single-game performances. Uh, 85 of his 112 pitches were called for strikes. He allowed just six hits against zero walks. Austin Gomber was untouchable. His ERA is down to just 2.45, and clearly Austin has adjusted well here in AAA. This is his first season at the level, and he has been fantastic. So, with all of that being said, without further ado, here is Austin Gomber on the Redbirds Rundown podcast. All right, we're sitting here with Redbirds left-hander Austin Gomber coming off an amazing start. 16 strikeouts, zero walks, eight strong innings on the road. Uh, what was that like, being in that zone, being that effective on the mound? Um, well, obviously it was fun. You know, anytime you're kind of that locked in, and that's kind of even more locked in than I've ever been, obviously it's probably the best start I've had in my career. But, I mean, it was a lot of fun and, um, you know, just trying to, take something, take a little bit of that into my next start and just kind of try to continue to put up good numbers. I think you had 10 strikeouts through five innings. Was there a point when you were out there on the mound that you realized, wow, I'm, I'm really dealing right now? Um, yeah, I mean, I would say probably the fifth or sixth inning, you know, just kind of realized that I had been striking out a lot of guys. But at the same time, it was a pretty close game. Um, and to be honest with you, I didn't really, you know, think about it much until the end, kind of looking back like, wow, you know, that was pretty impressive. But... Uh, for me, it was kind of just stay in the moment and continue to try to make pitches. Um, you know, the results are great, but at the end of the day, I'm just trying to do what I got to do to get to the big leagues. I was talking to a couple people on the team. I tried to do a little bit of research, make sure I'm prepared, and they told me you might be more happy with zero walks than 16 strikeouts. True or false? Oh, uh, false. 16 Ks is yeah, a lot 16 of 16 Ks. Okay, yeah. 10 Ks, no walks. Yeah, probably a little bit more than no walks. But uh, I was happy about the no walks because I had been walking a few, few too many guys the first couple outings. But whenever it gets to a big number like 16, I mean, I'll take the strikeouts. I want to go back a little bit, just kind of earlier in your career. You had a great career at Florida Atlantic. You're drafted by the Cardinals. What do you remember from that experience going from college to the pro game, and what was that like knowing you'd be a part of the Cardinal organization? Um, well, obviously super excited to get drafted by an organization like the Cardinals. Um, you know, playing this game, you play the game to win, and you know if you're a member of the St. Louis Cardinals that the front office is going to do everything they can to make sure that there's a good product on the field. And, you know, so excited to, at the time, potentially be part of something like that. And then once, you know, through the years, kind of learning more about the organization and learning about the guys that we have and getting to go to big league camp and be around those guys, it, you know, the excitement just continues to grow. And now this year being here and, you know, you see guys every day going up and down. And, um, you know, it's hard not to be excited, hard not to think about, you know, what it would be like to be one of those guys that does go up. But at the same time, just trying to focus on, you know, what kind of got me to this point, what I've done throughout my whole career to get to this point, and try to, as much as you can, put to side the thought of the big leagues and just continue to try to do what you've been doing. 
you're a guy who's had constant success at every single level of the minor leagues, just that slow, methodical rise through the system. How have you been able to have that constant success? You've never really had a hiccup at any level that you've played it. Um, well, you know, I wasn't a first-round pick. I wasn't uh, – I don't throw 100 miles an hour. And uh, so I kind of feel like for guys like me, you know, that's kind of the recipe is you got to go everywhere you go. You got to prove that, you know, you first belong there and second uh, prove that you're ready to get out of there. Um, that's kind of the approach I've taken every year, and I've continued, like you said, kind of make a rise every year. And now I feel like there's nowhere else to go but to the big leagues. And so, you know, just try to do what I do here and, and just, you know, make the biggest thing I think is make the staff when, you know, Matheny or Mazalock, those guys make the call down who's ready. You know, I want to be the first guy they say where, you know, he deserves an opportunity. So, you know, just continue to try to do what I've been doing and, and accomplish that goal. When you go from level to level each summer, you have the off season and you're making adjustments to your game or you're working on yourself. Were you doing that in those November, December, January months? Were you doing something specific that allowed you to kind of adjust to the next level of play before you got there? Um, yeah. So uh, obviously, and last off season and this past off season, kind of getting a taste of the upper levels a little bit, going to the fall league and going to double A, and kind of just figuring out the kind of pitcher that I'm going to have to be to be successful. And then you take that home in the off season and you try to either add to it or just continue to build on what you, you know, the foundation that you've set. But, um, you know, I think last year I kind of figured out where I need to be, what kind of pitcher I need to be. And then now it's just kind of like I know what I got to do. I just got to go out there and do it. What realizations or kind of changes did you make in your game last year where things really clicked, you think? <clears throat> um, pretty the second half of the year, uh, trust, just trusting that I can throw my curveball for strikes and, trusting that I can throw my off-speed pitches for strikes and that they're good enough to get guys out. I think that's the, you know, especially when you go up to a new level, I think that's kind of the biggest, you know, hurdle at first is just feeling that you belong there. And, you know, obviously going out at the beginning of the year and having success, it helps the confidence. But I think everybody fights that as, you know, you get to a new place and you want to just prove to everybody that you belong there and then you want to prove that you belong at the next level. I was going to ask, so how, I guess, specifically has your stuff changed? And if it is a pitch like the curveball or your off-speed stuff, how did you make those adjustments? Was there a coach or a player that has kind of, I guess, shown you what type of pitcher that you could be down the road? Um, yeah, I mean, Jason Simontachi, our double-A pitching coach last year, helped me a lot with just the uh, more of just the mentality of, like, how I need to attack guys. You know, I kind of ha have the same stuff I've had for the past couple of years. It's just kind of picking and choosing when to throw which pitch and, and just trying to get an idea of, you know, where I, what I need to be doing every time out there. And I think he was very beneficial for that. And um, and then I kind of just took it home in the off season, you know, and tried to just continue to, to build on that. What do you feel like is your best, best pitch at this point in your career? My curveball. You think that's it? Yeah. Is there something that I guess you do differently, or is it just purely a confidence thing, throwing that thing that, that allows you to call it your best pitch? Um, well, I think the, just the pitch, the movement, and everything itself is why it's my best pitch. And now, recently, and the end of last year and this year, just trying to continue to build the confidence to throw it more for strikes rather than just for strikeouts and just use it more. You know, I kind of been told by you know, some of the people is just, hey, it's a really good pitch, or you just got to throw it more. And so just adjusting my game to get to used to throwing more curveballs and believing that I can, you know, have success that way. 
you're one of the few guys in this dugout who was actually not in Memphis last year for that championship run. Were you aware of what was going on here when you were in Springfield? And how much of that do you feel like has carried over into this spring? You guys have obviously gotten off to a fantastic start. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I played with a lot of guys that were here last year at some point in my career. And so I was obviously well aware of what was going on here. And, um, you know, kind of frustrated that I didn't get the opportunity to come here at some point last year. But, I mean, it's just out of your control. So, you know, coming here this year, I was obviously, you know, very excited to be here. I'd never been here. And um, I'm pretty sure everybody kind of knew when we showed up that this was the kind of the club we were going to have. You know, I mean, you just look around our roster compared to everybody else's, and I just feel like we just have more talent. And then, you know, when you get days where everybody's kind of clicking, that's when we get our blowouts. But, I mean, we just kind of just have – we just got talent at every position. There's really no weak part of the team. You know, we got good starters, good bullpen, great lineup. And, you know, you just don't see that a lot. I was going to ask, and I laugh because – it was pretty much unanimous of all the guys in the clubhouse that, yeah, we're, we're pretty stacked coming into this season. Yeah. So it seems like you guys had that same mentality that you had at the end of last year here in Memphis that you're going on every night expecting to win games. Yeah, I mean, obviously we expect to win games. We expect to, you know, be the best team in this league. I think that's a realistic ex expectation, and I think if we're not the best team in this league, then, you know, that means we're not doing our job right. And the great thing about this team is that there's just there's so much talent, so much big league talent, so many guys that have or will in the future contribute to the team in St. Louis. And when you get a group like that where everybody's, you know, trying to get to the big leagues because everybody knows they can play there and you put 25 of those guys together, I mean, that's how, you know, you put together a team like this. So, I mean, it's obviously really fun to be in the clubhouse with these guys. I think everybody loves it here. We got a good staff and, you know, we just expect to win every night. You've kind of alluded to it, but you're right there knocking on the doorstep of being a big league pitcher. You've had a great start to the 2018 season. Do you lock in even more being that close to realizing your dream? Does it make it easier to go to work every day knowing, hey, I could be the next guy headed up to St. Louis? Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's exciting coming every day just to, you know, every day I think you're one day closer to, to achieving that dream. Um, but at the same time, I just you just can't let it consume you. I've seen, uh, I've heard from other guys of guys that you know have gotten close, and you know, I mean, with how it is today with all the media and stuff, you know when you're getting close. You know when your your name's in the in the mix, and so just not letting that consume you. Just you know, not worrying about it. Continue to take care of your business here, and at some point, it'll happen. Austin, I appreciate it. I know you've got another big start this weekend. Um, obviously, you've, you've been great on the mound. We expect more great things to come. Thank you. We appreciate it. Thank you. So there it is. Austin, definitely one of the best guests that we've had on this show yet. And if Redbirds and Cardinals fans don't know about him yet, obviously they should. The highest ERA across a single season of Austin's pro career was last year in Springfield. It was just 3-3-4. Three, three, That's lower than some guy's best season as a starter. So Austin really, really looking like something to watch in the future. We'll be back on our normal schedule next week. So we'll have a Monday episode for you guys in just a few short days when we return. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Redbirds Rundown podcast. You'll hear from us again soon.